for hot food because that's the main attraction for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. If you don't plan on eating your hot food within four hours, you definitely want to have a plan to break it down into smaller portions, put in some Tupperware so you can refrigerate it. Hello and welcome to a special episode of our Beaumont Beat video podcast, where we move with the heartbeat of the city of Beaumont. I'm Paige Reed, broadcasting from my kitchen in Old Town. Uh, with Thanksgiving upon us and the rest of the holidays not far behind, we wanted to share some tips with you to ensure your celebrations are one to remember for all the right reasons. Joining us on the show today will be Justin Jackson, Environmental Health Manager from Beaumont Public Health, to talk to us about food preparation and safety. And later, we'll have Mike Harris, the Director of Water and Sewer, to give us advice on how to properly dispose of waste after the holiday party is over so it doesn't clog up your pipes. But before we get into that, let's talk about a few things going on around the city. Due to a spectrum outage, our government access channel, Channel 4, is down until further notice. But no need to worry, you can still watch any city council meetings you might have missed on our website and YouTube channel. We want you to save the date for our annual State of the City. Join the City of Beaumont and the Beaumont Chamber of Commerce on December 14th from 11 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. at the Beaumont Civic Center for a luncheon unlike any you've ever seen before. You'll hear updates and improvements and a special reveal you don't want to miss. Tickets are still available, so go to the Beaumont Chamber of Commerce's website for more details. The Beaumont Beat can be streamed on multiple platforms. You can watch the videos on both our city Facebook page and YouTube page. Or if you'd prefer to listen only, just search for Beaumont Beat on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you and your relatives regularly argue about how long to keep food out before putting it in the fridge, then this episode is for you. Today, we have an expert to settle that debate. So Mr. Jackson, tell us why food safety is important for this holiday season. Food safety is important for a lot of reasons. The main reason, of course, is we don't want none of our loved ones to get sick. So we'll come to you with a few examples of what you can and shouldn't do when it comes to food safety. So I kind of want to talk about, you know, before, during, and after. Mm -hmm. Like when you are preparing food, you're preparing that big feast for the holidays. What are some tips that you want to give to people? Very first and most important, wash your hands. Wash your hands, soap and water, dry them off, and then get started. I'd assume anytime you get any kind of sticky substance or really anytime you touch anything raw. Any raw meats, um, any blood on your hands, definitely if you have them, um, if you're preparing, make sure you purchase some gloves. Um, wear gloves and you can pull them off and discard them and wash your hands in between tasks and uh, put on some fresh gloves and go go from there. So once you've got the food prepared, it's out, you've got a big feast kind of like we do today. Yes. Um, what, what are some general rules of thumb as far as like, you know, how long can it stay out? Um, is there certain types of things we should do to keep things hot or cold? Like, tell us about that. Yes. So for hot food, because that's the main attraction for Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. you definitely want to make sure that if you don't plan on eating your hot food within four hours, you definitely want to have a plan to break it down into smaller portions, put in some Tupperware so you can refrigerate it. Okay. So you'd say four hours is probably like the absolute max that it should stay out on a counter with no type of like seal and no type of like refrigeration. No type of heat source to it. Okay. Yes. Okay. So if you don't have a heat source to your food, your hot food, definitely want to make sure that you refrigerate it within four hours. And as far as hot food goes, you want to make sure that you maintain at least 135 degrees or hotter. So of course you've got the classic birds like yes. turkey, right? 
Yes. Tell me about internal temperatures. What is the ideal temperature to have your bird cooked at? You want to cook your bird at least 165 degrees or hotter. Okay. Yes. And how would you be able to tell? Obviously, by looking at it, you would never be able to tell. Of course not. <laughs> but we have thermometers now. Okay. So we can check it, and you want to make sure, like I said, you want to get it to at least 165 degrees for your bird. Mm -hmm. On this case, a green bean casserole, at least 135 degrees or hotter. Okay. Easy. Easy. And you don't want to really stick it in the leg. You want to like really get in the heart of that turkey, right? You want to be right in the middle. You want to get to the, the thickest part of the bird. Okay. Easy enough. And then another, you know, age old debate in my house. Yes. How often can you reheat something? Please, please, please just reheat once. So why is it that we can only reheat something once? Because whenever you're cooling food down and heating food up, it's going through a temperature danger zone. And you only want to pass the temperature danger zone a maximum of one, one time when you're reheating your food. Okay. So really just, especially like if you're making turkey sandwiches or something, get as much turkey as you need for that sandwich, reheat only that portion, and then go, kind of go from there. Don't just reheat the whole bird every time. Nothing like that. You don't have to cook the whole casserole again. Please you know, don't. Just, just what you want to eat that day. Just break it down into smaller portions. Uh, what you want to reheat, reheat just that portion and you're good. Tell me about this danger zone. Is there a highway to the danger zone? We'll talk about cool food first. So let's say, for example, we have our salsa here. Um, your salsa usually um, is at room temperature until you break the seal on your jar that it came in. Mm -hmm. If you read your packaging, it says refrigerate after opening because um, after four hours of above 41 degrees, your food is now in a danger zone. And now let's talk about hot food. Yes. So on our hot food, our birds, so um, when it comes out the oven, it's usually going to be well over 165 degrees. Mm -hmm. But you want to make sure that if you're not going to eat your food right then and there and just let it sit down and cool, cool down at room temperature, that's fine. But you want to keep in mind that after four hours, then it's been in the danger zone too long. Okay. So definitely want to make sure you have a, a thermometer that's calibrated. And where can you get those thermometers? Like anywhere, like Amazon, HEB, Walmart? Walmart, HEB, Kroger. So pr pretty much anywhere you buy food, they will have some kind of food for food thermometer, right? Yes, it might not be as fancy as my thermometer, oh, but... This is pretty fancy. Yes. A uh, four degree temperature um, variance is a big deal when it comes to food safety. Okay. Most thermometers come calibrated, but just for your own knowledge and safety, um, get you a cup of ice water. Put it in the ice water. If it reaches 32 degrees, you know that it's calibrated correctly. Mm -hmm. um, okay. But if not, then most of them, they have a compartment on the back that you can take off and it has directions on how you can calibrate it. After the meal has been eaten, everybody's tired, right? Mm, yes. What you want to do is you want to go to the couch and you want to take a nap. Yes. But you would advise do not do that just yet. There are a few more steps you need to take. Yes. As convenient as it would be just to go to sleep and forget about everything, so we have one very important thing we have to uh, address. Making sure that the food is put away safely and dated so you know that um, within seven days, maximum for your hot food that you want to make sure you either consume it or discard it because okay. after seven days it, it's not um in most cases not safe to eat anymore okay and i mean that could really be anything from putting aluminum foil on top or yes. putting it in a tupperware yes. ziploc bags are great really yes. there's any kind of like sealed storage yes right 
Um, so tell, let's go through some of these and just kind of give me a brief explanation on like how long these things will stay good after the actual meal, like after it get, get put in the fridge, like how long is it before we start feeling a little weird? Desserts, especially pies like we have with this blueberry pie, mm. a maximum of three to four days before you want to discard of it. But you can actually have this pie set out at room temperature for two days. So after two days, you want to make sure if it's not consumed by then, you want to put it in a refrigerator, put some aluminum foil on it, put in some Tupperware. Um, and it's the same thing that goes for your brownies. Within three to four days, you want to definitely make sure that, um, that you consume of them or they probably be, they still be edible, but they probably be hard and not taste as good. Mm. And you also, you go around to all the businesses around town too, right? You do like the food inspections. Yes, Tell me a little bit about that. Uh, food inspections are definitely interesting. Uh, you just never know what you're going to find, but we do a good job of working with our uh, food vendors and restaurants and business owners to make sure that the city of Beaumont customers and citizens are enjoying and benefiting from the quality foods that they're providing. Yeah. And I've started seeing like the, the new grading system you guys have, like yes, every business I go in, like it's right out front, very prominently displayed, like what their grade is, you know, all that kind of stuff. Tell us a little bit about that process. Like what, what do you have to do? Like what things do you look for? You know, like how, how often do you go back to each place? Stuff like that. Yes, ma'am. So most businesses we inspect at least twice a year, which in most cases is every six months. But if we have to do a follow-up inspection, we can do a follow-up inspection the next day if we have to. If a citizen calls with concern or question or they've seen something that they didn't think was safe or unsanitary, they can call us. They can call the 311 number. They can call directly to our office at the Environmental Health Department. But as far as what we look for, we look for the overall restaurant itself, from the kitchen to the food temperatures to the physical facilities to making sure that their uh, employees are washing their hands, um, nobody's working around food sick. We look at the overall of the business itself okay. uh, in, internally, and we make sure that there's no trash piled up on the outside. So it's a big deal. Yeah. I like meeting new, new business owners. I like meeting the customers. I like meeting the staff. Um, we have a great relationship and as long as we work together, then the city of Beaumont and its citizens are in good hands. That's a great answer. Well, I certainly learned a ton from this discussion, and I hope you did too. While we swap out guests, I have a few more announcements for you. Next Wednesday, November 29th, we'll be hosting our sixth annual Beaumont Christmas Tree Lighting, beginning at 5.30 p.m. at the Downtown Event Center. There will be food, trucks, fireworks, holiday movies, and festive activities. You'll even be able to sled downhill on real snow. We cannot wait to see you there. You can also get in the holiday spirit by coming to the Jefferson Theater to watch a full lineup of Christmas classics this holiday season. We're showing more holiday movies than ever before. You can see the full schedule on the Jefferson Theater's Facebook page or at BeaumontEventsTX.com. Tickets are only $6 for adults and $4 for children and can be purchased online, at the box office, in the Civic Center, or at the door. If you're looking for stocking stuffers for your holiday shopping, check out Gobo Gifts. You can purchase all sorts of Beaumont-themed merch, including ornaments, Legos, and even clothes. You can listen to our previous podcast for more info on this awesome online gift shop. 
Drop a comment wherever you are watching or listening and let us know what topics you'd like to see in future episodes of the Beaumont Beat. And hit that like button and subscribe to us on all your favorite social media platforms. Just search for the city of Beaumont, Texas to stay in the know with what's going on in your city. And now we have Mike Harris joining us from the Water and Sewer Department. So tell, tell us, Mike, what is your role in the city? Well, first, Paige, I'd like to say I, thank you for allowing us to be here. Uh, we enjoy talking and educating the public about some of the FOG program and the things that we run into and that we see through water utilities, some issues. So uh, my role in the city at the Water Department is I'm actually the Director of Operations for Water and Wastewater. Uh, basically, we cover all the water repair maintenance issues, whether it be water or wastewater. Very cool. And mm -hmm. you talked about FOG. Can you yes. tell us exactly what, I know it's an acronym, but what does yes. it stand for? Uh, we use the FOG acronym, which it stands for fats, oils, and grease. Uh, these are items that are usually byproducts from any type of cooking that you do. Uh, we definitely want to get the word out there to dispose of these properly. Holiday season, lots of cooking, lots of fog, right? What yes. are some specific food items that, that you would see like fats, oils, greases in? Oh, uh, I know a big popular item around here is like the fried turkeys. Mm, yeah. uh, once you're through frying that turkey, you've got a pot of oil that you have to do something with. Uh, most any of your food products that you speak of, just even if you bake a turkey, um, the fat that's actually in the animal, that, that is considered fog as well. Very cool. Mm -hmm. And like gravies, stuff like gravies, that Gravies, sauces, um, yes, like really, I said. Really, the just, list goes on. The list goes on. Oh my Correct. gosh. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we talk about these things, right? Can't just dump them down the drain, right? No, no, please don't. <laughs> uh, what happens whenever you dump the grease or the fog down the drain, um, it will solidify or basically it hardens in our, our sewer system, um, causing issues for us later down the road once this fog uh, hardens it actually starts uh, closing the sewer mains up and then you start having other things hanging in it stopping up and then that can lead to uh, overflows it could even lead to where you can't use the uh, facilities in your house uh, it could stop the line up to completely to where your sink won't drain or your toilet won't flush Wow. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And like with the colder temperatures, that really just kind of... Yes. The colder temperatures, that's the whole key. The uh, cold weather actually makes it solidify a lot faster. Oh, wow. Uh, there's a kind of a popular myth that if you pour the oil or the fat down the sink and you leave the hot water going, um, that it's okay to do that. Or using Dawn, Dawn dish soap that's supposed to break up grease. However, the thing is, the grease does not break up. It's still there. It doesn't mix with the water. Uh, using the hot water, sure, it keeps the grease and the fat or the oils in a liquid state mm -hmm. until once it gets into our sewer mains and it starts cooling. After it cools, it's going to harden up and cause problems. I see. Okay. Uh, I have to say, I probably our number one issue for stoppages we run into is grease and lines. Really? Yes. Okay. Interesting. Um, so, I mean, what would you what would you give an example of like a way to dispose of like let's just say like oils or grease from a turkey, right? Sure. Any any type you have any oil or grease fat left over, uh, we ask you to dispose of it in household garbage. Uh, if it's an oil, uh, any used container, um, once it gets to room temperature, of course, uh, you don't want to pour hot grease in a used container. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that we've 
thought and recommended is an old milk jug. You know, okay. you can pour the oil once it gets to room temperature into an old milk jug. Once that milk jug gets full, put the lid on it and throw it in a household garbage. Okay. Um, Ziploc bags, old used Ziploc bags, you can pour it in a Ziploc bag, put it in the household garbage. Okay, so I've also seen online just like a DIY life hack. If you don't have a milk jug or any kind of like large plastic, like hard plastic container, you can take a sheet of aluminum foil and fit it into your drain like as a depression and then pour the grease in there and then fold that aluminum foil up and put that in the trash. Hmm. What do you say to that? Well, Paige, I've never heard of that before, okay? I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, but I would see where that would work as long as you're throwing it in the trash. However, I would caution anyone doing this to make sure when you're making a depression of aluminum foil that you're not poking a hole in aluminum foil and end up getting it in your drain. So basically, just no fats, oils, greases. No down fats, oils, or greases. Any at drain. All don't flush drain. it down your toilet. Don't put it down Correct. the kitchen sink. Not in the bathtub. Correct. Nothing. Nothing. No drains. Nothing. Okay. Easy. Nothing. Easy. No. All right. So just while I've got you, sure. tell me some just like easy tips for winterizing your house, like your pipes just in general for the temperatures. God forbid they get below about 40. But if they do, what do you do? Sure, Paige. And of course, <laughs> if everyone's like me, I usually wait to the last minute. And I'm usually out there in the 30 degree weather at night trying to wrap my pipes. Mm -hmm. But, you know, now's a good time to go ahead and do the winterizing around your house. We know that cold weather's just right around the corner. Um, one of the most important things to look for is exposed water pipes. Uh, where they're exposed to the uh, weather uh, outside temperature. Uh, be sure and get these pipes wrapped up. And you don't necessarily have to go buy the old, the, uh, the store-bought foam, foam insulation to wrap the pipes with. Uh, you know, you can take old towels, uh, old t-shirts, just uh, newspaper, and you can wrap the pipes with a good thick layer of, of wrapping and then wrap them up with some tape. Okay. And just keep them exposed. Uh, also, don't forget about that outside faucet. Uh, they're important too. Okay. So, um, same thing. You can wrap them up with the old towels or, or t-shirts and just tape them up good. Uh, to where you can keep them protected. Okay. And so. really, it's just walk around your house. If you see a pipe, wrap it. Correct. Thing, Correct. Right? Okay. Yes. And what does wrapping a pipe do exactly? It insulates it. Uh, it keeps the warmer temperature from the water inside of the uh, pipe. It insulated where it keeps it from escaping at the same time. It's protecting it, the pipe from the outside temperature. And if we do have a freeze, like we did a couple of years ago, you know, what are some things that you can do inside, like running your pipes? Like, should no, you dribble them? No. No? <laughs> no. Good. Okay, good. <laughs> no, it's always been said to always drip, drip your pipes at night, run your pipes at night. Um, we don't recommend that at the water department. And the reason being is if we get into a situation where we've had, you know, last, I think it was in 21, uh, and also a little time further back where we dropped below freezing for a long period, and we do see a lot of broken house pipes. Uh, when you have a lot of people dripping water, that it makes it more difficult for us to maintain a uh, city, overall city pressure. I see. And if I do see a, a drop in my pressure or if I spot a leak, what, what's the first thing I should do? Call 311. Okay, so, and what will they do? Uh, through Call 311, they will get in touch with us, we'll send someone out, and we'll investigate and take a look at it. When <clears> should I call? or use the 311 app versus calling a plumber? Always call the 311 app first. 
Uh, we will send investigators out to check and see what the issue is, uh, especially if it's a sewer stoppage. Uh, we'll investigate our side, meaning uh, from the sewer main up to the sewer tap. Uh, that's actually what the city's responsible for. And we'll investigate our side to make sure there's not any issues on it. Uh, if it's an issue on our side, we unstop it. We do whatever we need to do to take care of it. At, of course, no cost to the, the citizen in the house or the homeowner. Uh, however, if you call a plumber first, the plumber will come out and check. And it may be a city issue, but the plumber's still going to charge you. So, like I said, always call us first. And once we determine that if it's not a city issue, we'll notify you, let you know. And then you can call the plumber from there. Okay. And, and anything reported from 311, you can see everything that's been reported on the 311 app or on our website. Correct. Right. Awesome. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Um, are there any other, you know, tips you want to just give us about, you know, healthy, healthy pipes, healthy life, you know? <laughs> healthy pipes, healthy, li healthy life. Yeah. <laughs> to uh, new some, of the, hey, <laughs> uh, some of the things that we run into, Paige, um, that gives us a lot of problems, and we're talking about sewer system or sanitary sewer, is, of course, the fats, oil, and the grease, the fog, disposable wipes. Uh, I know the back of the wipes say that they're flushable. That says flushable. They are flushable, but they're not flowable. Ah. They will hang up in the sewer mains and uh, stop up. So, you know, we ask, you know, don't flush the flushable wipes. Uh, of course, feminine hygiene products, things of that nature. That's the things that we see that causes us more issues uh, than, than anything else is, is these few items. So be choicy with what you flush, you know. Um, I think a lot of people got the um, idea when you flush a commode or toilet that it's out of sight, out of mind, mm -hmm. you know, but it can cause problems later on. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining us today and of course to Justin Jackson for educating us so we can keep our holiday gatherings festive and fun. And thank you to our viewers for tuning in to the Beaumont Beat, where we move with the heartbeat of the city of Beaumont. A quick reminder, the city will be closed on November 23rd and 24th for Thanksgiving, and there will be no city council meeting on November 28th. We hope you enjoy the time with family and friends. I'm your host, Paige Reed. Join us next time where we'll be chatting with Beaumont Police Department about their annual Blue Santa program. Have a safe and happy Thanksgiving, Beaumont.